Hi, I'm Arnav Vrstogi, and this is Satvik Srinivas. And together, we are co-hosts of the Backfield Rift. Thank you for tuning in. And in this episode, we're going to be looking ahead to a very, very competitive divisional round in the NFL playoffs. Let's get right into it. Yeah, this is all four of these games, all eight teams in this divisional round. These are all teams that genuinely have potential to compete for a Super Bowl. And honestly, like, I don't think we would be surprised if any of these teams really, we see them playing in February. Yeah, this is the Elite Eight. And I, I mean, for each team, there's just numerous reasons why they deserve to be in the spot they are and why they deserve to be in the Super Bowl. I mean, all of these teams have played lights out on both sides of the ball and they've proven something. I mean, we saw some big games, big, I mean, the final game on Sunday, that was a huge one. Browns throwing 28 on the Steelers in the first quarter alone and coming out with the win, man, there are, there's, there's just, what can you say? I mean, these are some excellent eight. It's the elite eight, the, the best eight teams in the NFL. All right, let's get started with the Saturday afternoon game. Rams at the Packers. The Rams are going to be going in here as a real underdog, but looking at what they did against Seattle, if that defense can play like that, and that was championship defense we saw against the Seahawks, they could beat anybody. Yeah, that, that's true. I've been, I was saying that since like week 13 or 12, week 12 or 13, I was saying it, the Rams, they're legit. And then they decide to go out and lose to the Jets and do all of this. And then I hop off the bandwagon week 17 and the Rams go and do everything that I was talking about, man. I was livid. I was livid. Cause I was like, where, where, where was this against the jets when I was saying, you know, these are the, re- they are the real deal. Um, but, but even going back to it, the same holds true. A strong defense and a good coach wins you a championship. Look, the Rams playing excellently, excellently. I mean, the front four led by Aaron Donald gets after you. They stop the run Jalen Ramsey and those boys back there, they are the real deal, and they might be the best secondary in the league and the best secondary that we have left in the Elite Eight. This, this, they're the real deal. So they might be an underdog, uh, you know, going into Lambeau. Who wouldn't? But you never know the way things can go. Like, everyone thought that the Seahawks at home, they would win, right? We even predicted that the Seahawks would win. I mean, that was our shortest segment. Last time we were just like, you know, it's you know Jared Goff, John. We don't know who's gonna who's gonna play quarterback. Okay, you know it's over. No, the Rams defense carried them through the entire uh, game, and you know with that defense, it can go up against anyone, even Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and and, and speaking of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and if we look at really what has you know been their Achilles heel, we saw it against the Buccaneers. We saw it against San Francisco twice last year. If you have a pass rush that can consistently get pressure on Aaron Rodgers, that can unravel that Green Bay Packers offense like anything. And the Rams here, they could honestly have the best, like really the best chance of doing that to the Packers with that defense that we've been talking about. And it just all starts with that front 
that you talked about with the Rams, Aaron Donald. If he can get interior pressure and, of course, you know, um, slow down that Packers running game, we, we could honestly see a pretty close game here. Like, I'm not going to say that this is going to be the Packers blowing them out by, like, 30 points. That, that's, not gonna, that's not what's going to happen here. Yeah, for, for sure. And, and I, I just want to bring up, you know, you, you talk about Aaron Donald, but look at the guys around him. I mean, Aaron Donald, he draws that double team, sometimes even triple team. You know, guess who's coming on the other end? Michael Brockers, Leonard Floyd. I mean, they have multiple guys who are proven that they can go out and get after the quarterback when they're one-on-ones. And so it's dangerous. I mean, they are, they've been the best defensive front in the league for what, like the last four or five years. And for me, it's, it's going to be about disrupting these Packers. Cause you know, with David Bakhtiari, he tore his ACL, he's out. So now you look at this, it's just, everything is in the Rams, that defensive front. That is where it starts with the Rams. If they want to win this game at all. So Rams or Packers, who are you taking here in this divisional round? You know, you know, I'm, I'm really conflicted here, especially because the Packers, like you just get that sense that, you know, they, they're, they're a good football team. But if you like think back to that Buccaneers game, you think back to the 49ers game I mentioned, like from last year, it just feels like the Rams have the perfect recipe to really beat this Green Bay Packers team. But, you know, with that said, I don't know offensively if the Rams, they just have what what they need to, you know, go into Green Bay and really win that game. Even if that defense, you know, plays lights out, I just think that Green Bay offense, even if they have a bad day, I think they're going to be able to do more than what um, an unhealthy, banged-up Jared Goff and that Rams offense can do. So I'm going to go with the Packers here. Man, for, you had me in the first half, man. You know, I was smelling an upset. I was, you know – Oh, they have the perfect recipe. I was thinking you go with the Rams. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Packers here. But I think similar to the Bills-Colts game that we talked about, it's going to be closer than people think. Like we saw how the Colts defense sort of slowed down Josh Allen to a point where other defenses weren't able to. I think you're going to see that with this uh, Rams defense uh, going up against Aaron Rodgers. I think the Packers are going to really have to reach into that playbook to, and, you know, find something that's going to be able to beat Aaron Donald and beat Jalen Ramsey. Uh, I think they will. And, you know, Packers at home, you don't want to really pick against them, but it's going to be close. I would say like 2017, 24, 20 type game. All right. Let's look at that Saturday night game. The Ravens going into Orchard Park to take on the Buffalo Bills. What do you see here? Well, before we get into this game, I just have to say that you had the right call with the Ravens, and I was wrong with the Titans. You know, Lamar proved a lot of people wrong and turned a lot of people into believers last week, including me. I mean, it. you know, Lamar, he had that run that was huge in the game. The defense played well. But the fact that Lamar took a five-step drop back found the first receiver if he wasn't open the second receiver throwing it accurately throwing it downfield the fact that he was able to do that in a playoff game in pressure time in in a pressure situation 
which he had been in the past two years and he was just unable to do that, that growth, I mean, hats off to Lamar Jackson and that Ravens team for getting that win against the Titans. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, even like in the beginning of that game, Tennessee got off to that 10-0 start in that first quarter. And I was like, oh boy, this might turn into something ugly here. But I knew that, you know, just looking at Lamar, even in that game, I think, first of all, before even we talk about Lamar, that Baltimore defense genuinely took Derrick Henry out of this game. Like he was a non-factor in this game. Like that's how good that Baltimore front played. And I think really just, as I said, this Lamar was able to be comfortable, you know, in that game. And from a confidence standpoint, this is huge because, you know, it breaks that, um, that barrier, whatever you want to call it, you know, getting that first playoff win. It, it's, it's always ba- in the back of your head. Like, you exactly. know, okay, we've gotten to this point. We, we got to get the win now. You know, it's like, we haven't been able to do it for the past two years. Everyone's super high on us. We're that team to be, you know, so. And now, you know, looking at the Buffalo Bills, you know, that 13 and three team. And, and we, we said this right last week, the Colts were going to be in that game. It was going to be close. So, you know, with, I wasn't really surprised to see that game really come down to the end. But for me, Josh Allen is just playing at an incredible level. You know, you say what you want about him. He, he struggled in his first two years in this league. But Josh Allen today is a completely different quarterback than what he was when he stepped onto an NFL field for the first time. And if there's people that, you know, don't watch a lot of Buffalo Bills football and you think Josh Allen is just this raw quarterback that has a big arm and just you're, you're missing out. If you're not watching Buffalo football, you're missing out on something special. Yeah, 100 percent. This guy, Josh Allen, he, he's really he's in that Patrick Mahomes tier. And it's rare. It's rare to say, it, you know, if you don't find guys like that a lot, Pat, he's in Pat Mahomes is in a level by himself but Josh Allen has just said hold on I'm gonna be part of that too yeah and for me you know I I like Baltimore with where they're at and I was really impressed with their win but with that said I don't know if they really have what it takes to go into Orchard Park and and just pull off the upset I don't know yeah you know Lamar proved a lot of people wrong and and he got that win but I don't think it's going to be the case this week. And it's, it's not, it's not uh, you know, that Lamar is going to play bad. The Ravens are going to play bad. They're not going to play poorly. I just think the Bills are going to play better. Look, Josh Allen, like you said, he's playing out of his mind. And the Buffalo Bills are no Tennessee. Like, it's going to be hard to take away, you know, Josh Allen's ability to move out of the pocket and get it to Stefan Diggs or John Brown or Cole Beasley on third down. The way that the Baltimore defense was able to take away Derrick Henry, because, you know, that was the focal point of Tennessee's offense. That's what made it work. It's not going to be the case this week. It's going to be so hard to do that. And for that reason, you can't bet against Buffalo. You know what I mean, they have all the momentum. I remember last year, you know, the Titans beating New England, beating Baltimore. They had the momentum. And the Bills have that right now, so you cannot pick against them. Yeah, I'm with you on this. Um, even with, like, Lamar, right? Great game, but 
he's he's still he's not perfect right there's things that he still needs to work on and even like in that first quarter of that game last week he had a horrendous interception and he he really it took him some time to get settled in but we saw what buffalo can do they can score almost like a kansas city can so for me i I just think buffalo is the better football team here and josh allen like he's on a roll i'm not planning on picking against him all right. And, you know, speaking of Kansas City, we got that afternoon game on Sunday. Browns, Chiefs. Who would have thought this was the divisional round game? I'm just so happy for Cleveland. Like, it's, it's, it's just they haven't made it since, what, 2002? You, you got to be like, you cannot be a Cleveland hater right now. You got to be happy for what they have, that culture, Baker. They proved, they proved a lot of people wrong after years of new quarterbacks and new coaches. Yeah, and, and one thing I want to really point out, right, like forget like really like a lot went right for Cleveland in that game, you know, getting up 28 nothing. But what really stood out for me was they were able to play efficient football. You know, everyone was doing their job the train was rolling right down the tracks and they didn't even have their head coach, Kevin Stefanski. And that just speaks to like that organization and really honestly, how well it's run right now. Even when you have all this COVID trouble, you have guys out, you have your head coach out and you're able to go out and what the biggest game of this like franchise for like what the last like 15 years. And they just overcame all the obstacles and it was not even close. They were the better team in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Historically, the Steelers have just dominated the Browns and in the playoff game, when the lights were on the Browns, they go out and they do that. And, and I 100% agree with what you said, call it luck, call it, whatever, call, you know, Marquise Pouncey snap right over the head, you know, tipped passes, but what did that tip pass lead to? They didn't just score magically. No, Baker threw the ball accurately. Jarvis made a juke. They get in the end zone. Kareem Hunt bulldozed through the Steelers' front, which had been dominant all year, to get a touchdown. So call it luck, call it good opportunities. The Browns got it done in the Steel City. And, you know, I've been saying this the entire year. The Browns are the biggest threat to Kansas City. And lo and behold, we have this matchup. And I do think the Browns are need a, they need some of that luck to translate to Kansas City. And any team needs luck when they be, when, you know, when they're playing Kansas City to win. But I think the Browns have the offensive firepower. And once again, when you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, you control when the opponent's offense gets on the field and gets off the field. And having that power is the biggest thing in football because that that's one of the huge factors that can help a team win. Yeah. And, and you know, as you said, the, you've been on this Cleveland Browns team, you know, you're a believer. And, and if they can get hot, like they did, they can beat anyone in this league, even Kansas city. But, you know, for me, just, I understand that argument that, you know, they can run the ball, they can keep Kansas City off the field. But if you look at even the Pittsburgh game last week, right, there were moments where Cleveland, you know, they went three and out, they punted the ball. And Pittsburgh just wasn't 
able to take advantage of that. Pittsburgh was not a good football team on Sunday. And for me, you know, I, I don't want to get too high with the Cleveland Browns. They, they are they are an excellent football team. Like, I, I was wrong when I remember both. I think you and I both, we, we thought they were going to go down to Tennessee and they were going to get smacked like four or five weeks ago. But that Cleveland Brown team, they proved it on in that game and they proved it last Sunday that they are a legit team in this league and they are a contender. So I'm not going to take anything away from Cleveland, but for me, I just feel like even at Cleveland's best day, I don't know if they can keep up with Kansas, Kansas City. I just don't know. So in terms of game picks, I'm, uh, I think you're staying with the favorite here, Kansas City. Yeah, I I told you this when we were talking whether to pick Pittsburgh or Kansas City, you know, to win the AFC. And I have a simple principle. I'm a man of principle. I do not pick against Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. I don't do it. Not going to do that today. Hey, it's, it's always good to stick to your principle. It's always good. Um, Once again, I'm a believer in the Browns, and I will continue to believe with the Browns this week, I am picking them to go into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs. And look, if you control when the opponent's offense comes on field, especially a potent one like Kansas City, which can score in a blink of an eye, you control how many points they put up on the board. So they're not going to run it up on you. Now, Cleveland needs to get up first. They need to be up like 10 nothing or 10-3, they need to be up. Because when you're up, then you're able to run the ball. When you're down, you have to throw the ball because you cannot waste time. If they get up early in the first quarter by a touchdown, they will win this game. They will. Because they are going to run the heck out of the ball. In Kansas City, they're no amazing defense. They're no Rams. They have some major flaws in terms of run defense. And Kevin Stefanski... Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, they will exploit it. So the Browns, I'm picking them. I think they get up to a lead early, and I think they shock the league by going to the AFC championship game. Yeah, man, I really respect that, you know, you're picking that upset. And, you know, you could be right, you know. This is – honestly, I think this could be, like, the best game of football, like, we see, like, all year. Like, this has potential to be just an amazing game. But for me, you know – as I keep saying, you know, with Cleveland, I just feel like even if they get out to that lead, we've seen that Kansas City, even if they're not perfect, at the end of the game, they just find a way to make enough plays. But in the playoffs, you know, it's win or go home. Just one thing has to go one way, and a game could go in favor of Cleveland. So we'll see. I- I'm just getting really excited for this game. I'm going with the Chiefs, but we'll see what happens. Yep. And, and, you know, you brought up upset. I mean, any of the three games that we've talked about, I think can be an upset. I yeah, think, I think the underdog, I think the Rams can, it's a huge possibility that they go into Lambeau and win. Uh, I think it's a huge possibility that the Ravens go into Orchard Park and win. And I, it, it's definitely a possibility, you know, I'm picking the Browns, but it, you know, they are the underdog and it, it would be a major upset if they went into Kansas city and they won the next game. The first battle of 40-plus-year-old quarterbacks in the playoffs. And I, I think if either team wins here, it's, it's not going to be an upset because these are two fantastic teams led by two fantastic quarterbacks. 
Saints Bucks meeting for the third time this year down in New Orleans. What do you see in this game? So here's the thing, right? It just feels like it's all set up for Tampa Bay to like finally overcome that New Orleans thing. And I just don't know because here's how I look at this, right? Last last week, the two games that I picked wrong were Seattle and Pittsburgh. I picked them to win and they both lost. And, you know, now looking back on their seasons, there were so many signs that just were like pointing to us that, this team might not be as good as we think they are, you know, with the Steelers, with the Seahawks. And that's really what it was for me. You know, I was like looking at the Seahawks. Oh, they have Russell Wilson. They're going to be just fine. Oh, Pittsburgh, they have Mike Tomlin. They have, they have that defense. They're going to be just fine. But, you know, that's not how it works. With this Buccaneers team, we have had reason after reason after reason to question them. And they have not been a consistent football team. So for me, you know, if you ask me who is the better football team, is it New Orleans that has consistently proven that even despite not having Kamara for some games, not having Michael Thomas, they've still been able to be efficient on offense? Or do you, are you going to bet on Tampa Bay just because of that potential they have and not necessarily what they are today? Yeah, and, and people just look at Tampa and say, okay, you got Tom Brady at the helm, you got Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, that's your safety valve. Oh, Rojo, he's he is he's a what 900 yard, 1,000 yard rusher this year. Up, oh, they're gonna be just fine. But like you said, that's that's not how the NFL works. And a lot of people were hyping up the Bucks going into the Saints game. They're like, okay, at home, they lost the first week. They're coming with vengeance, and they just got smacked, 38 to three. Why? Because people ignored the holes. That defense. Well, there are some big holes on that defense. Tom Brady, not comfortable against pressure. He makes some wild mistakes that people ignore. And, and they got smacked. And I think they're going to get smacked again in New Orleans. Um, they have the momentum. And I'll, I'll tell you, it's going to be much closer than 38-3. to 3. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. But I think that New Orleans, you look at the consistency, you look at the head coach, you look at the quarterback, and, and what, this is, this last week was the first game that they had Kamara and Michael Thomas on the field since week one, since week one. So you think about that, two players, one who has been playing out of his mind this year, the other, Michael Thomas, who has fresh legs. So yes, he hasn't played this year, pretty much. And going up against the Tampa Bay defense, which was exposed by Taylor Heineke, the guy who has played two games as a starting quarterback and, and spent pretty much the rest of his year as a backup. So, like you said, you laid it out perfectly. Do you want to take the inconsistent team with holes and big names? Or do you want to take the consistent team, which has a great structure and an accurate quarterback? And for me, it may seem a bit biased, but my fan side, my NFL IQ side, they're all indicating to pick the Saints this weekend to go to the NFC Championship game. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. And, you know, I made that mistake before, buying into that hype. I bought into the hype of that Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. And in that Sunday night matchup that you saw brought up, right, the Buccaneers got demolished at home. I was like, oh, you know, Tom, Tom Brady at home. They're, he's going to be just fine. And even now, you know, Tom Brady's not – a horrible quarterback he's playing well but 
if you ask me who's going to win this game, I just can't say, oh, Tom Brady is going to win. Because you know what? Tom Brady is not playing right guard. Tom Brady's not your receiver. Tom Brady's not playing corner. Tom Brady's not at linebacker. He's just one player. Who's the better football team? It's hard, but New Orleans is the better football team despite having Tom Brady, the GOAT, on the other side of the field. New Orleans is the better football team. And absolutely, Tom Brady could go down there and he could pull off the upset. I'm not saying it's not possible. This could be a really close game. But I'm just going to be smart here. You know, New Orleans is the better football team. I'm going with them. With that said, thank you for listening to the 28th episode of our podcast, The Backfield Rift. Stay tuned for our next episode, where we'll look ahead to Championship Weekend. Until then, it's been Sat Vikshunavas and Arnav Rastogi. Stay safe and take care.